0: On today's episode of Ranting Politics, we are launching our new segment called You Need to Know, where we explore thematic topics that are shaping the world. Today we explore central bank digital currency, or known as CBDCs. What is it? Is this a real thing? Well, some quick points are 90% of the currency in the world today lives in a country that is working to develop a CBDC. It's directly tied to a country's currency. It's a digital representation of the dollar. It is pegged to fiat money. And the government issues the CBDC, unlike crypto stablecoins. It is considered legal tender and removes the need possibly for bank accounts. Broadly speaking, there are two kinds. Retail versions are issued to the public. Consumers can own in wallet use in everyday life like your debit card. This is the method the U.S. and Bahamas are rolling out. The wholesale version is used by financial institutions. Think international transactions. They use a digital ledger to combat fraud. Countries focused on this are Singapore and Saudi Arabia. Now, CBDCs are not cryptocurrency. The number one difference is centralization. Crypto is decentralized. So there is no one entity who truly controls it. Transactions are made on a public distributed ledger called the blockchain. Now, a CBDC is controlled by a central bank. This is all part of a greater theme we'll be focusing on here at Ranting Politics. The move towards centralized government and centers of economic power. A quick example was during the lockdowns. It was deemed large public retailers think Walmart, Target, were okay to get groceries from. But in many places, local, smaller, often private retailers, aka less people you think they would have wanted that, were treated as a threat to safety. CBDCs are not a conspiracy theory. They are not a dystopian fantasy. They are literally in development and in use right now. In the Bahamas, They have the cheeky name, the Sand Dollar, and China, as we will discuss later on, the digital yuan. But right now, let's get a clear definition of a CBDC for you. A central bank digital currency is a digital form of a country's fiat or sovereign currency issued and regulated by its central bank. Think of it as the digital equivalent of traditional banknotes and coins allowing for seamless transactions and record-keeping on a centralized digital ledger. Now, let's lay out the assumed pros of CBDCs. Increased efficiency. Digital currencies enable faster, cheaper, and more secure transactions compared to physical cash, resulting in improved payment system efficiency. They can also be used to facilitate cross-border payments, which can be a major challenge with traditional fiat money, in much of the world today, may mitigate some risk of commercial bank collapse. Let's not be surprised if the administration takes advantage of the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank crumble. The federal government may use these collapses to further their case in establishing a central bank-controlled currency. In a future episode, we will be digging into this tangent, as many are drawing a picture between the FTX collapse, crypto's threat to fiat-backed central bank digital currency, and the government fear of really losing control over the greater financial system. It is interesting how the Fed did not come to Signature Bank's rescue, and now the FDIC is demanding that any buyer of Signature Bank must get rid of its crypto business. Signature played a key role in the U.S. crypto ecosystem. Reportedly, it was holding $10 billion in crypto deposits, if no bank steps in to reproduce its services, U.S. crypto growth could slow significantly. Stay tuned for a Ranting Politics quick take on this subject soon. Now moving on, financial inclusion. CBDCs have the potential to increase financial inclusion by providing accessible digital financial services to underbanked and unbanked populations. This can be particularly beneficial for people in developing nations where access to traditional banking services is limited. CBDCs could provide central banks with more effective tools for implementing monetary policy, including real-time data on transactions and, for example, the ability to apply negative interest rates directly to digital currency holdings, which, if you can lower, let's mark now in the con section punitive or currency restrictions immediately being enabled. Let's quickly look at how this situation recently manifested in Canada last year during the trucker protests in Ottawa. When Prime Minister Justin Trudeau decided to invoke his country's 1988 Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history to quell the unrest, it gave the police sweeping new powers to go after the finances of the protesters. The government worked with financial institutions and literally froze the bank and credit accounts of over 200 nonviolent protesters. If CBDCs were in place, they could have instantly frozen anyone's ability to pay for food, gas, or even their heating bill. The Canadian government, without shame, publicly stated the measures were eventually lifted because they were intended to pressure protesters to leave the city streets, which did not entirely work. They admitted to using financial lockdown in order to coerce compliance. Remind me again why streamlining monetary policy is a pro? Moving on. Reducing counterfeiting risk. As digital assets, CBDCs are less susceptible to counterfeiting compared to physical banknotes, improving overall trust in the currency. Now, there are serious cons of CBDCs. The impact on commercial banks. The widespread adoption of CBDCs could lead to disintermediation of commercial banks, as people might prefer to hold digital currencies directly with the central bank, potentially destabilizing the traditional banking system. Also, banks will face increased competition from CBDCs, which could lead to a decline in their profits. Why do you care about that? Well, because that will indirectly lead to the reduction in availability of credit for the average consumer. And certainly privacy concerns. CBDC, let's be clear. There is virtually no privacy. Central bank has record of all users and every transaction. All transactions are recorded on a digital ledger. Potentially enabling central banks and governments to monitor individual financial activities more closely. We only need to look at China and the CCP to see why this is a particular problem. On the issue of enhanced surveillance, let's circle back to one of the countries having already implemented a digital currency our friend China. They named their currency the digital yuan. The digital yuan centralized infrastructure which is controlled by the People's Bank of China, enables the government to monitor transactions more efficiently. This increased oversight could be used to track citizens' financial behavior and potentially factor it into their social credit score. If you haven't heard about China's social credit score, please remember to like or follow, and we are sure to do a show detailing the Orwellian program for you. Technical Challenges Implementing a secure and efficient CBDC system requires advanced technological infrastructure and robust cybersecurity measures, posing challenges for central banks without really any expertise in these areas. Additionally, the implementation of CBDCs could be costly, and there may be risks associated with the integration of CBDCs into existing payment systems we have today. And then there are the financial stability risks. The ease of converting bank deposits into CBDCs during economic turmoil could result in bank runs, destabilizing the financial system. Only last week, the fear of a bank run was on Congress and officials' minds, as one senator, Democratic Senator from Arizona Senator Mark Kelly, reportedly asked for the availability of a program to censor social media to avoid a bank run, and CNN reported Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, also warned he and his colleagues would not tolerate, quote, any backsliding or retrenching by firms for failing to take action against dangerous disinformation. He went on to demand companies keep using, quote, the same kind of robust content modification that was performed during 2020. So where are we heading? Central Bank Project papers on the subject give us a hint toward a hybrid system being launched first. The initial implementation of retail CBDCs would operate in parallel with physical money and in parallel with the traditional banking system for the general public. In conclusion, central bank digital currencies present both opportunities and challenges for the future of finance and individual agency, while they offered improved efficiency, financial inclusion, and streamlined monetary policy implementation, they also come with potential risks to the traditional banking system, enormous privacy concerns, and financial stability. The real issue in any centralized system is the core threat to individual freedom and creativity. What is efficient for the centralized government generally is not in the best interests of the people. Please like and/or follow us. Ranting Politics. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other RSS outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at RantingRP. That Twitter is at RantingRP. As always, thank you for listening to You Need to Know for Ranting Politics.